0: Praise the Lord, church. Somebody clap your hands this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Let's praise and worship the name of Jesus.
1: Welcome our online congregation.
0: If there's any prayer request, I, I have uh, three names I want you to keep in prayer. Amen. Wow. I want to pray for Mama Allen. Continue to keep Mama Allen in a prayer that God will continue to straighten her body and touch her. Amen. Pray for my uh, sister-in-law. You want to say that, please? Petula uh, Thomas. She was in a car accident in Canada uh, last week. So pray that God will touch her body and deal her. Um, also, pray for Jean Thomas. Keep her in prayer also. Um, that God will work in her life. And is there. Anyone else that have any prayer requests? You want to raise your hands, we want to pray and touch and agree, intercede and for those prayer requests. Anyone has any prayer? Go ahead. Elder. Amen. Cold. Sister Cole. Amen. Continue to pray for their pastor, Sister Cole. That God will continue to strengthen her and touch her body. Anyone else that have any prior requests? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Brother Sharp amen, whatever the request is, keep brother sharp in our prayers, whatever, amen, anybody else, if you don't, amen, sister, Ivan in the back, amen, so remember those names as we pray this morning that God, whatever the needs are, God will be able to fulfill all these needs this morning, amen. amen, so let's just pray together, Father God, we love you, we thank you, Lord God, one more time for being in your presence this morning to worship you, Lord God, as we give you all the glory and as we give you honor, Lord God, we thank you for your presence that we feel in this place this morning, oh God. You're truly great. You're worthy to be praised. There is none other like you. There is none to compare. You are the one that is and that is to come. You are the one that we worship and adore. You are the one that we call upon the name in the time of need, oh God. Because you promise, oh God, you will supply all our needs, oh God, according to your riches and glory, Lord God. Father God, as we pray this morning, Lord God, we pray for all the names that has gone forth this morning, Lord God. I pray this morning for Mama Allen, oh God, that you will continue to touch her body, continue to strengthen her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, Lord God. Let your healing virtue move through her, Lord God. Let her to be completely whole again, Lord God. I pray this morning, Lord God, for Jean Thomas, oh God, that you'll touch her body likewise, oh God. That you'll open up doors for her in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. We ask your will to be done in her life, oh God. And Father God, as we pray, Lord God, for Petula, oh God, Thomas, this morning in Canada, Lord God, that you'll touch her body, Lord God, likewise. Heal her completely, Lord God, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, Lord God. Help her to be whole, oh God, God, completely Lord God. We pray Lord God for dear. Past the call this morning, Lord God, that you will touch her body, that you will move through our, Lord God, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, Lord God. Let your healing virtue continue to be upon her, Lord God. Help our, Lord God, to continue to walk in your will, oh God, and that you will continue to take control of her life in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, for Brother Sharp's request this morning. Whatever it is, oh God, you know it, Lord God. I pray, oh, as we touch and agree, Lord God, if it's healing in his body, or for someone that is requesting on their behalf, we touch and agree, and believe in the mighty name of Jesus, for we know Lord God, you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly about that which we ask, or think Lord God, and as we pray this morning for Sister Ivan this morning, we ask you Lord God, that you touch her, likewise her body, whatever request that she has, oh God, for Lord God, if it's a loved one, I pray in the name of Jesus oh God, that you will meet all our needs this morning, oh God. Father God, you said anything we ask, believe in the name, it shall be done. And Father God, we ask you, Lord God, for those, oh God, that are joining us. Dear Lord God, our online congregation that have a need this morning. Lord God, that you will touch them this morning, oh God. Oh God, move upon us like never before, Lord God. As we worship you and give you glory. Lord God, as we give you all the honor, Lord God. We thank you in advance for what you're about to do. And what you're doing in this hour. We worship you and we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. And come on church, let's just give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Let's just thank Him for His touch this morning. Let's just thank Him for His blessing this morning. Because He's worthy to be praised. Have You way this morning as we continue to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Continue to worship the Lord with us this morning. In Jesus' name. amen 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 praise god come on give the lord another round of applause this morning he's truly worthy to be praised this morning we love you lord god we give you glory and honor this morning hallelujah hallelujah amen the lord bless you you may be seated if you can praise the name of the lord so glad to have everyone in the house of god to praise and to magnify the lord with us this morning our online congregation we welcome you this morning also we pray god will bless us this morning amen it's indeed it's a good day to be alive and well you know um with so many crazy and strange things happening in our world today you know um if i was you i would just continue to serve the lord with all my heart you know i would not look to the left nor to the right but serve god with everything that we can the days that we're living in no one would believe that we're in uh, almost the end of May and the temperature feeling the way it's feeling. It's like springtime outside. It's like what forty. I woke up this morning it was like forty-six degrees somewhere there about. I was like, oh my God, it's the end of uh, May. You know, no one expect the weather trend that we having would be the way it is right now. But this is to show you that, you know, uh, you know, we're living in a time where we've we, we got to be ready. we got to be able to be adjustable, so to speak. And we have to make sure we keep our mind on the Lord. Because He's the only one that knows the beginning and the end. And He's the one that's coming back for us this morning. Amen. So we're encouraging everyone, just keep on serving the Lord with all your heart. Keep on serving the Lord with all your might. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and with all your mind. And lead not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Amen. The Lord bless you. I'm going to invite our pastor to come on up at this time. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Brother Scarlett. Somebody say it's good to be in the house
2: of the Lord. Amen. I tell you, I respect all of you that made it in this morning because these are the days especially now that we have virtual church online church. These are the days that um, you can just stay home and say, you know, I don't want to go out in the weather and you can just stay home and stream and just, you know, hear the word of the Lord. And so I want you to know, I admire you and appreciate you and um, kudos to you for deciding that no matter what I'm going out. And I'm going into the house of the Lord. Amen. So, somebody in my house, you probably can figure out who said that somebody in my house said, Dad, why can't we just stay in our pajamas and just watch church today? Man, oh man. And then the other one that, you know, sharp, she said, no, daddy has to go to church. So there you go, honey, you know. But you might have figured out who said all those things, didn't call any names. Somebody said it's, it's offering time. Amen. Amen. So glad to have everyone in the house of the Lord. And for those of you that are in the congregation online, we welcome you. And it's so glad to have you this morning. We're going to do special offering today. We want you to bless, want you to be blessed abundantly, not just spiritually, but we want you to be blessed financially. Amen. And so this morning we're going to give unto the Lord and we're going to give sacrificially and we're just going to declare the word of God because we know that God, you can take him at his word. And so as we go before him this morning to declare his word, we know that God will honor his word. So if you can stand with me and get your offering in your hand, we're going to declare the word of God this morning and we're going to trust and believe that God will honor his word. Don't forget, um, if you want to give online, you can give at myccc.faith. We still have our old um, handle, which is ChristCenteredOnline.com. You can use that if you want, if you want to type out all of that stuff, right? And then also, if you want to give by PayPal, Christ Centered uh, Church, if you want to, say again? Oh, I forgot Cash App the first time. Cash App is... Um, dollar sign 2711. 2711, CCC 2711. All right, okay. <laughs> um, and then you have the baskets. We're gonna have a basket over there, over here, and in the back. So you have different ways of giving. But we're gonna declare the word of God. If you will declare it with me, I believe that God will bless us. So the Bible says in Job 22 verse 28, "Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee." And the light shall shine upon thy ways. And so if you are ready to declare the word of God with us today, I want you to get your offering in your hand, your tithes in your hand, and let's declare it. Are you ready? Let's go. Upon the authority of your word, I have given and it shall be given to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked. The curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not room enough to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts demolished royalties received, my whole family saved, and walking with God, perfect health and abundance to walk in divine favor and blessing. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. All that I do will prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we're so grateful for provision, Lord. First of all, Lord, we know you have given us health and strength, and if, Lord, we did not have health and strength, we couldn't go out to work the jobs that you afforded us to have. And Lord God, all you said to us was to bring our tithes, which is 10% of our earning and offering into your storehouse. And Lord, you will pour out blessings upon us. And Lord, we're grateful for such goodness from you, Lord God. And Father, we have already declared the word of God. Now we said, let it be done, for it is your word, Lord God. We thank you for this privilege and opportunity to be blessed financially. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. Give unto the Lord this morning. Thank you, Scarlet men, amen, for always blessing us. We don't take them lightly and take them for granted every Sunday. Always ready to go, corona or no corona. Man, oh man, Joe, Joe, what, corona was at the peak, and you all was still in the basement killing it. Oh man, oh man, God is good. I'm telling you, I told you this morning, I just thank God for what I'm experiencing. God, I'm okay, man. I'm 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 grateful. And um, brother Scarlet and uh, brother Josiah, they 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 was there. You know, people were wondering where we were streaming from at the heart of Corona. <laughs> we, we was at a remote location. Corona is burning up. I remember I felt like I had Corona, and I was preaching like I had Corona. Oh!
1: Man, oh man,
2: Gabby, remember Corona? <laughs> Gabby, we were on
1: fire. Woo!
2: And so here we are. They 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 just been faithful, faithful, faithful servants. And Brother Scarlet know what he's talking about when he says only what we do for Christ will last. That's what he's living. So when he says it, he's not just saying it. That's what he's living. So. Appreciate them. Appreciate um every Sunday. They're always ready to go. Amen. We're just so grateful to be here. I I feel thankful this morning. I really do. I, I really feel grateful and thankful today. Um I'm not sure why I feel this way, but I do. And um Sister Cole, good to see you this morning. Amen. I'm 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 letting um the Lord just kind of you know, saturate and just, you know, make sure everything is being digested. You'll hear from her before she leaves here. <laughs> oh You'll hear from her before she leaves. Believe me, you will. Boy, you're going to hear it real good, too.
1: <laughs>
2: you're going to hear it real good. So just, just let the Lord do what he's doing. She in the oven right now. <laughs> She's in the oven right now. When the Lord take her out and put her right here, mm, you're going to get something real good. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? Let's do this. Um, Sister Hydea, come here, sister, my good sister. Faithful, faithful servant of the Lord. Come on. Amen. Sister Hydea lost her dad a few days ago. And her dad, like so many of us might think sometimes, he didn't want any, nothing. He just wanted to be done and be gone and moved on and no great things. But guess what? He probably doesn't know how the people that he left behind really feels, um, how they're going to get through, how they will mourn. You know, it's, you know, everybody mourns so differently and, and, and we can't tell anybody how to mourn. And so, I don't know how she's been feeling, but I do know that she missed her dad, and I know she has a lot of memories, and I know there's a lot of different things going on within her heart, because that's what happens when we lose someone. There's just so many thoughts and stuff that's going on. So we've been praying for Sister Hidea, and we just want you to know that you are in our prayer, you are our family, and we love you, and we just want to give you something to just let you know that we're here for you. Don't think that you're alone. Utilize us for whatever you need. We're a family, Okay. So we just want to give you something let you know, we're thinking about you and praying for you. Amen. She's a faithful servant and I want her to receive what she gives out. Um, she is, um, in, in case you don't know, um, she tried to keep me on my toes. Um, I try to um, I'll, I'll even since since um, it's raining and y'all don't have no place to go. So I don't know, maybe, um, it's probably been a couple of years now. Um, um, we had someone in the church that, um, um, their birthday had come and I don't know, I, I probably didn't recognize their birthday the way I should have. And, um, I felt bad about that because, you know, if anyone that knows me know, I, I I'm, probably a people's person, if you will, I'd like to make sure I feel very, um, compelled to make sure the, the, the important times for the people that I love and care about. And you're in my life, I'm in your life. I want you to know that I love you and care about you. And I think, cause you know, it's not always convenient to do that every day. I try to do it during the special times. And so I, I probably should have recognized that person's birthday and I didn't do that properly. And, um, I always try to correct my mistakes. And so since that time, I've I've tried to send birthday cards out to um, those people that are in the church. I try to send them out birthday cards to just say happy birthday. And um, Sister Hydea is the one that buys the cards every month, um, bring them to me. I write them up, and she she always reminds me. She sends me the birthdays just to remind me. And um, she cares about people. She really does. And so I, you know, we're going to reap what we sow. It's just that simple. And um, just the idea will always experience people loving her because she loves others. So we're here for you, sister. And we love you. So know that you have a family strong, a big one. All right. We know you have your blood relative, but we're here. <laughs> Amen. We had a great service this morning, didn't we? I, enjoy, I enjoyed our service this morning. Um, Um... <laughs> not not came up to me and says man i like this something feels different in here it feels light (laughs) she said it feels light and good i mean my goodness so i don't think we're going to get her to come back from fort lauderdale but you know we're working on the mama to come back to um um jersey i think mama need to come to jersey yes maybe that's a little bit biased but uh, not all the way biased because she take good care of me mama cynthia man you would think she gave me birth so sometimes our kids be like, Mom, how come Brother Wayne, blah, 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 blah. I stay quiet.
1: <laughs>
2: but I love the entire family. We're all family. You would think you watch us around. You think we're all blood relatives. That's just the way we are. So we thank God for that. Well, ready for get, for, for the word of God? Hey, all right. You don't sound like you're ready. <laughs> you don't sound like you're ready. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, let's stand and turn our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter six. Get into the word of God. Amen. I'm trying to think if there's something I'm forgetting here. Every once in a while you think you have something that you're forgetting. Hallelujah. For all of you that have joined us online We're grateful that you are with us this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to give a shout-out to Sister Pamela Wood. Sister Pam, you are what we call a soldier. She is a soldier. And uh, she's always tuned in. She's always a part. And so just want you to know, Sister Wood, that we appreciate you connecting each and every week. And um, just know that we're thinking about you and um, whatever we can do, just let us know. And we look forward to being together in person again. Amen. I know everybody, our world has declared Corona over. <laughs> That's what our world has declared. Well, in the United States, let me say that. In the United States, we've declared Corona over. So whether Corona is over or not, I know it's still available. <laughs> But whether uh, the people in this country want to believe that or not, they don't care. They're, they're rolling. I mean, the stadiums, the sports arenas are packed. I mean, they're back. So um, it's, it's kind of interesting. And um, you'll see that the message that God gave me today is very interesting. You know, when God does something, you're just shaking your head because I, I thought I knew what I was going to preach this morning. And probably a few days after I thought, yeah, this is what I'm going to minister Sunday. The Lord just laid out the text and said, no, here's what you're going to speak on. And here is everything you need. And I said, okay, Lord. And so that's where we are this morning. The Lord wants us to hear this word. And so Deuteronomy chapter six, verse number four. Don't forget to um, share our live stream link, all the links of our live stream. Don't forget to share them. Amen. Hallelujah. DD, Dee Dee, where DD Dee Dee been? DD Dee Dee, is DD Dee Dee on today, Patrice? DD, Dee Dee, we missed you. So you know what, DD? Dee Dee? If you're going on vacation, you're going away. You got to send us a note because I'm I've been looking for you for about three weeks, DD. Dee Dee. And she probably saying, Pastor, it hadn't been that long. Yeah, it's about three weeks, DD. Dee Dee. And so I'm glad you're back. <laughs> so next time you're going on vacation, DeeDee, Dee, just give me a heads up so I'm not wondering what happened to you, okay? And um, when you're ready for me to make the trip down to Florida, please, DeeDee, Dee, let me know. I will come to Florida. I know it's probably challenging now because everybody want to fly to Florida right now. But DeeDee, Dee, I'm coming down for, for Jesus stuff. So just let us know when you want us to come down and we'll come down and see you and, you know, whatever you need. We, we will take care of it for you. Amen. I'm glad D.D. is on to that. Deuteronomy chapter six, share the live stream link with someone you love, someone, you know, um, that they will tune in. Because I believe that whenever we're speaking the word of God, we need to get it out to as many people as we can and just let them hear what God is saying to his people. Verse number four says "Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. He didn't stop there. He says, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. That's a whole lot of loving. You thought you love your, you know, significant other. It's a whole lot of loving. Yes, yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I'll, 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 I'll make mention of this. This is the first great commandment, right? The Lord is one, to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And the second is like unto it, to love your neighbor as yourself. But watch this. Why didn't he tell you to love your neighbor with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might? Don't mess with Jesus, man. He's got this stuff so tight. Every time, you know, he reveals, I just shake my head and smile at him. I says, I'm not messing with you, Lord, because your stuff is so tight. So he wants you to love him in a different way than you love everybody else. So this is why sometimes we can say, what's the song go? Nobody can do me like Jesus. Nobody love me like Jesus, because the love between you and Jesus is on a different level than it is with anything or anyone else. It's different. Verse six. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. So all the loving that you need to do to the Lord, it needs to be in your heart. Mm -hmm, That's what it's saying. And guess what? And you shall teach them diligently unto your children. Boy, I hope my daughter-in-law and my son listen to this. We need to teach this diligently. I mean, take your time. Teach it to your children. And shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Verse 10, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which ye sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not. Vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve. Somebody say serve. Because, you know, a lot, lot of people just tell you that, oh yeah, God is my, but you're not serving him. Part of his commandment is serve him and shall swear by his name means declare his name. He shall not go after other gods. I love this one. He shall not go after other gods of the gods, small g's, of the gods of the people which are around you. So the people that is not serving the true and living God that around you, they have their gods. So when you start going after what they're going after, not good. This this is what the word of God is telling us. Mm -hmm. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you. God is saying when you go after other gods, he is jealous. He have a right to be. Lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. He shall not tempt the Lord your God as ye tempted him in Massa. He shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes which he had commanded thee. And thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest go in and possess the good land which which the Lord swear unto thy fathers. It's all some good stuff here, man. God is just running it all down to me. I said, Lord. woof. And so today I want to talk to you on this topic. Don't forget the Lord. Don't forget the Lord. I know you might be saying in your mind, I haven't forgotten the Lord. If you listen to me today and you'll let the Lord touch your heart, you might think twice before the service is out. That you may have forgotten about the Lord. Even while you're here. You might have forgotten the Lord. And he wanted me to remind us. Don't forget the Lord. Father in the name of Jesus. We give you honor. We praise you. Oh how excellent is your name in all of the earth. There is none like you. You are the king of kings. The Lord of lords. You are the creator of everything. You are, O God, Yahweh, Jehovah. Oh God, you are the Lord that provides. It is you that made us and not we ourselves, almighty God. Lord, heaven is your throne and earth is your footstool. Oh, God, it was you that breathed your breath into our nostril, and we became a living soul. Oh, God, thou art great and greatly to be praised. We've come today, Lord God, to worship you, to adore you. Oh, God, to magnify your name in all the earth. I pray, Lord God, that you have your way in this service today and that, God, there will be a change that will take place within our soul, within our spirit, that, God, you will draw us just a little bit closer to you before we leave this place. We will get to experience the supernatural. God, will you confirm your word with signs following as we speak and declare that which you have commanded. Have your way to day lord allow me to speak as your oracle and oh god touch the heart of your people the hearing of your people that you may transmit to them what you will that we all almighty god will come into unity and oneness with you lord god we love you and adore you help us today for we are weak but thou art strong we ask these things in jesus name somebody say amen you may be seated Tomorrow is Memorial Day. It's an American holiday observed honoring the men and women who died while serving in the U.S. military. And so we have set aside, I think it's the last Monday in May, That's I'm right, son. My son gave me the thumbs up. Say I'm right. They must have learned that in school. The last Monday in May that is set aside as Memorial Day. And it is right that we remember and we honor. The men and the women that have given their life while serving. In our military. And it was very interesting to me that after. I was through studying and put down my thoughts here in words. I said, wow, God, while we are remembering and honoring the men and women who serve in our military and died while serving. Lord. You wanted us to remember you. And if God is telling us to not forget it must mean we must be forgetting. Most people find it easier to handle adversity than prosperity. It's a reason why we continue to hear about the signs and wonders and miracles and demonstration overseas. Than we do here in America. I'm not here telling you God is not demonstrating. And doing signs and wonders and miracles in America. He is. But we always hear about the thousands. The tens of thousands. The hundreds of thousands. That that are experiencing God working miraculously in their life overseas. But part of why they're seeing that. Is because they have more adversity in those countries than we do here in America. You see, it is easier for people to handle prosperity more than adversity. However, Adversity is better for us. Adversity is what challenges us. Adversity is what gets us to begin to seek God. The proof of that is right here still. Watch us. Just watch us. I like to tell you I like sports and I watch sports. And one of the things that have sprung up recently with sports is that the fans are out of control. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the fans are acting like they hadn't been into a stadium forever. What they're doing is no excuse for them to do it. But they're out of control because you know how our mindset is? The virus is gone now. We know that's not true, but that's just what they're doing. The virus is gone and we can go back to how we used to be. No more adversity in their mind. In their mind, no more adversity. Everything is back to normal. And that's just kind of how we like to live our life. Everything is back to normal. And we forget that we were on the brink of death. We forget that we lost so many people to this virus. We forgot like those things never happened. We just, we don't want no adversity. The very thing that's going to help us to make it into the kingdom of heaven, adversity, we don't want it. We want everything to be real good. We want prosperity. Whether we realize it or not, adversity usually drives us closer to God as we seek His wisdom for help. Mm -hmm. God allows things sometimes to come into our life that we don't have the answers to. We still don't have the answer to Corona lot of speculation but the good news is when these things happen so what you think preacher you, you, you think um, you, you think God sent the corona so what you think preacher you think God get ready to come back they start talking more about God they don't have the answers and whoever they go to don't have the answer so they're wondering you're asking questions. They flew airplanes in a twin tower. And all of a sudden, prayer visuals. All of a sudden, church buildings packed. Because Jesus getting ready to come back. And after a few months of, okay, okay, our building didn't get bombed. Okay, okay, we can go back to this, we can go back to that. You forget about they were seeking God not long ago. Not realizing that God allow adversity to come our way because it helps us. We have to realize that adversity will help us. And not just want everything to be as they let, used to tell me when I was small. Not wanting everything to be bed of roses. We want everything to be better roses. As a matter of fact, society is set up that way. That scares me all the time when I think about it. Because as we move forward in our existence, all we're doing is doing things to make things more comfortable and easier. And that concerns me. Me. You don't have to be concerned. Concerns me. Because I've learned this, that when everything is good, and we're living in great prosperity, we begin to relax our standards and our spiritual disciplines in living for God. Mm -hmm. We're not alert. We're not focused on the Lord. We're just relaxed because everything is going good, and we say this. Well, God has been good to me. And so we think that we can just relax because God has been good to us. The material things that we obtain and sacrifice. They seem to mean so much more to us than the gifts and blessings that God provides us with. We take the breath of God for nothing. But if God can give me a nice house, four bedrooms, two and a half bath, nice enough backyard where you know, um, nice big deck, walkout basement, uh swimming pool and you know, and and, and uh, you know, the the front manicure, the back manicure, you know, the rooms really big, you know, big walk-in closet. Man, God, if you can do that for me, and God does it for you. And you forgot that God makes you breathe every day because now you just caught up in that four bedroom, two and a half bath house. Swimming in the pool. Some of the sacrifices we make for material things may not be really May not have been necessary. We broke our backs. We worked three jobs. Or one and a half. Whatever it is. We get our hustle on. Because we're trying to get this. And we're trying to get that. And we're trying to get this. And we're trying to get that. And here is the truth of the matter. There's a scripture that says. Delight yourself. I'm just an idiot to believe this. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So I'm going to be an idiot to say, I'm just going to delight myself in Jesus. I'm just going to serve him with everything I've got. I'm going to make sure every day I wake up and every night I go to bed. It was always about Jesus more than anything else. And just delight in that and say, Lord, that four-bedroom, you can take care of that. I know you'll make it happen for me because I'm delighted in him. Listen, we ain't talking bad about the big four bedroom with the swimming pool and the two and a half bath and the manicured lawn. We, 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 I, listen, you'll see pretty soon. I'm good with that. All I'm saying is you can allow those things to make you forget about the Lord. And we're forgetting about the Lord. Because prosperity is good. And God wanted me and you to hear this this morning that we better not forget about him. Moses named some of the material blessings the Lord would give the Israelites in the promised land. Here are some of the things that God promised. God promised he will give them. I wonder what did they do to deserve this. Well, just listen. God said he would give them large, prosperous cities. Houses filled with different kinds of wealth. walls, vineyards, and olive groves, as well as the land itself. I was talking to Sister Cole yesterday. And she was telling me about a young preacher. That man, he had some challenges in his walk in Christ and went through a whole lot. But he was just faithful, giving everything to God. And she said, Years went by, him doing his thing, being faithful to God. And one day she said, God, allow him to be stripped down to nothing. Had zero zilch just getting by. And one day he got a phone call. Somebody told him, Come here. He came, big old house furnished with everything he need. Here's the keys. And he just take the keys. That's all she wrote. It's over and done with. Wife got promotion on the job. Running the show. Everything okay. So don't think these scriptures is just scriptures. Word on paper. It's happening. God says he will give us these things. But if you decide to go get it on your own, that's on you. You want what God gives you. Not what you go and go get. Whenever the Jews took water from the wells or fruit from the vine and, and from the trees, they should have looked up with gratitude unto the Lord. You see, when you go and get your stuff, when you get in that nice car, you ain't thanking God. When you go in that nice house, you ain't thanking God. When you have all the good stuff you need, you ain't thanking Because in your mind, I worked hard and got this. So you ain't thanking God. But when you delight yourself in the Lord and you gave him everything and he blesses you with stuff, when you get in that nice car, you say, man, God, I didn't think I would drive something like this, but you've been good to me. When you get into your nice house, man, God, I didn't think I would live in a place like this, but you've been good to me. When you have your nice toys that God blessed you with because he gave you the desires of your heart, oh, God, I didn't think I would have things like this, but you gave them to me. And so you won't forget him. Mm -hmm. don't forget the Lord. Water is a precious commodity in the east and the people didn't even have to toil to dig the wells, nor did they have to plant the vineyards or the olive groves and then wait for the plants to grow and mature. God used these spoils of war to compensate the Jews for the wages they didn't receive when they were enslaved in Egypt. And so I want to tell you this. Remember God is no respect of person. He's not. And so let me tell you something. If you're in sin today. If you're in a situation where the devil have you locked up. If you feel like you're in a struggle and you're trying to get on track and you're trying to overcome something, but you just seem to can't get over it. You just seem to can't get ahead and, 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 and you're struggling and you're battling, but you can't seem to get where you got to get to. I'm here to tell you, if you will cry out to Jesus, he will come to your rescue and he will deliver you. But the thing about it is God will not. God cannot deliver you until you want deliverance. You have to want deliverance for God to deliver you because there ain't no sense of him delivering you and then you go right back into it. That's what will happen if you don't want deliverance and God delivered you. So you got to want deliverance. I told them this morning that when I was not in Christ, I felt like I had a pretty good life. I was still driving nice cars, still had money in my pocket, still was enjoying life. I felt that way. But where I stand today, I can look at that life and look at this life and tell you unequivocally, it doesn't scratch the surface to where I am today. It cannot even compare to where I am today. Why am I telling you this? Because this text made us understand that while the Egyptians, while the Israelites was in Egypt, they spent many years there in slavery. You know what that means? The devil, or you can say the taskmaster back then, took all their stuff. They didn't really have much. Because while you're in slavery, while you're under the bondage and the control of Satan, you only get trinkets. He treats you like a slave. And you don't get what you deserve. Or you don't get what God would have you to have. And so while you're under the thumb of Satan, he just gives you trinkets. And you think that you're living good. But it's trinkets that you're getting. You don't even realize you're not really living good. You think you're living good, but you don't realize the devil got his thumb on you. And he only gives you just enough to keep you. But he will never give you what you can have. And so... God showed us that when he delivers us out of sin and out of Satan's grasp, he will give us what we deserve and give us abundance for what we lost while the devil had us. Because while the devil had you, you wasn't earning anything but trinkets. And God says, I'm so good to you all that when I bring you out, I'm going to start to give you and provide for you things that, You could have earned while you were in bondage with the devil, but because the devil had you, you couldn't earn it. So when I bring you over to my side, I'm going to show you how you need to be treated. And he's going to treat you in a way that nobody else can treat you because he wants you to know I'm your God and I've called you and I'm the one that created you. And he's going to show you what real true love is and how you take care of somebody you love. So God pulls you out. And he just begins to take care of you. Take care of you. Take care of you. He's not doing like the devil, giving you just enough to make you think you're bawling when you're really not balling. Man, the devil have us deceived, make us think we're doing good when we're really not doing good. Because it's not until you fully commit your life to Christ and you fully submit to him and begin to delight in him and live for him, it's not until then that you can really realize, oh my goodness, life is now good. And you can now look back on the life you thought was good and realize wasn't that good. With blessings, provisions, and privilege, Always comes responsibility, though. This is why God can't just throw stuff on you as soon as you get saved. He got to prepare you to handle it. We we, we want a church building. And I know within my soul, deep down, that we got to be able to handle it. And that's what's going on. God God will not give you something you can't handle. So while you're dealing with certain things and you're wondering, why am I going through this? He's preparing you to handle what he has in store for you. He's preparing you. So why you feel like, oh, why, why can't we just move forward? Why can't God open the door? Why we can't get the $1.7 million yet? Because God is preparing us so we can handle what he has in store for us. Because he don't want us to forget him when he provides for us, when he gives us houses that we didn't build and cities that we didn't build up. When he began to give us stuff that we we, we just hear just, my children, when he began to give us that kind of stuff, how will it impress you? Will it make you say, whoa, when you be caught up in it and you forget and then you start texting, pastor, I don't think I'm going to make it this morning. Pastor. I know, I told you I would be here by this time, but, ah, uh, uh. <laughs> Sister Devon says, they're going to call me and tell me I'm in the pool. <laughs> they go, Pastor, I'm in the pool. I know I was supposed to be in church. But that's what's going on. He's preparing us. And so when you get stuff, you will realize Okay, it's nice, and I thank God for it, but it will not deviate my course. It will not get in the way because I know how I got it. I will not forget the Lord, for he was the one that provided for me. Do you understand that without God, you're nothing? Do you understand that without God, you are nothing? Do you understand that? Because God has been so good and love is so kind that you just overlook him so often like whatever. And you think it's something you're doing to keep things going in your life. But I'm telling you, it's the goodness of God. We just think every day is just what it is. Like it's just happenstance. That's just how the life works. That's just how the world turns. And we just think this is just the way it is. And we just keep going and not realizing that God is showing us goodness we don't deserve.
1: It's called grace. He has given us
2: things we don't deserve. We're breathing and we don't deserve it. But some of us still think, ah, it's just life. The world turns. People live. People die. It's just what's going on. But when your grace run out, you're going to know it was God the whole time. It was God the whole time. Church, I know I'm going to probably get on your nerves saying this over and over, but I can't help it because I realize how powerful this is. I told him this morning, I was coming back from Starbucks with my daughter. She's sitting in the back seat and we're driving from Starbucks. And her conversation was so intellectual and so smart. And I'm like, vocabulary is up there. And she's just making sense out of these conversations. And I'm like, man. And then I thought about my newborn grandson. And I remember she was like that. And I'm remembering how I held her like that. And she's back in the back seat there just holding conversations, like, I'm like and all of this is going through. Like, you know, I'm thinking, <laughs> like, how is this possible? And little Liam is going to become that way too. I'm like, and the only thing I could say to my daughter this morning is, honey, God made all of this possible. It's only because God made all of this possible, why this is all happening. And I say, honey, please live for God all the days of your life and never leave him because he's the one that makes all of this happen. It's him. Don't you fool yourself and think life is just life. No, the Bible says in him was life and the life was the light of men. It's him that's making all of this go. And I think we're missing it. I think we're missing it, but it's him that make it all go. You may be comfortable and living a good life, and you might feel like, I did this, but I'm telling you, it's the grace of God, and God has been keeping you, and God has been upholding you, giving you health and strength, allowing... Hey, hey, you don't even think about this. They could have fired you last year, and God stopped them from firing You have no idea how God is working in the background and what God is doing while you're here today. You could have been dead. You could have been done. You could have been fired. You could have been out in the street. But God is working in the background for you. And you're walking around just thinking that this is what's supposed to happen. This is just how it goes. God don't want us to forget Him. He is the one that's doing all of this. All the stuff that we experience that's bad, it's not because God is not doing what He's supposed to do. It's because we are rebellious. It's because we are forgetting about Him. That's why we experience some of the things that we experience. God not asleep. God God didn't turn away from us. God is making all of this work for us. Somebody better hear me this morning. I I feel like, listen to me, I feel like I'm including myself in this. I feel like God is talking to us. I feel like God is talking to us. I feel like God is talking to us. us. And if this don't get your attention, if this don't let you respond in a way you need to respond, you're going to be sorry what's going to happen if you don't respond. God is talking to us, church. God is talking to us. God spoke to us Thursday night, and God is talking to us today. You better hear what God is saying, because I'm concerned. I'm concerned that... Help us, Lord. I'm concerned. You have no idea what's ahead of you. You have no idea what's ahead of you. And 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 here is how it works. When you stay on the path where God has for you, you're gonna be fine. But when you come off the path that God has for you, you're gonna go in a different direction, and you don't know what's ahead of you. And whatever's ahead of you, God is not over there. God is not over there where you're gonna deviate. You better stay on the course that God has for you. God is not over there, He is on the course and He set you on. on. Narrow is the way. Narrow is the way. And you gotta go that way that God tell you to go and not any other way. Narrow is the way. It's not broad. It's narrow to go where God wants you to go, not over there. Oh my God, help me. God. Help us today. God is saying something to us, church. He is saying, don't you forget. Don't you forget. I'm the one that brought you out. Don't you forget. I'm the one that's sustaining you. Don't you forget. I am the one that's protecting you. We see people die every day. We see people born every day. We see people get sick every day. And God is letting us know, you think you... Can't be sick? You, you think you can't die? When are we going to take this serious and not forget about the Lord? As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, we're not, we're not grateful for what God has done for us. We're not grateful. God has been good to us and we're not grateful. We just keep going like we deserve it. We just keep going. Hey, guess what? Even if you deserve something, you ran out a long time ago for what you deserve. Even if you deserve what you think you deserve, you ran out long time ago. Because God has been giving you chances and chances and chances. God has been supplying your needs, supplying your needs. So he well and able gave you enough already. You on borrowed time now. This is why we call it grace. Because what we're getting right now don't really deserve it. What we're receiving right now don't really deserve it. So if you just think that it's supposed to be this way... Go ahead and think it's supposed to be this way because God is going to come to you and he's going to require of you what he has given to you. You remember that man? He gave a talent to and the man says, oh, Lord, I know that thou art a hard man. And so I went and buried my one talent. You little nasty disobedient talking about. I know you were a hard man. When did God was hard to us? when when, when was God hard to us? Because he don't give us what we want when we want it. God is hard? Or is he being our father in heaven? Is he being our father when he doesn't give us what we want? Because we spoil, we want this, we want that. I tell my kids no a whole lot because I love them. I tell them no a whole lot because I love them. I'm not saying yes to everything. I love them, and I want them to prosper, and I want them to love God. I want them to live for God. I want their life to be blessed. So I'm going to tell them no to a lot of things. No, you're not like the neighbors. No, you do not supposed to do that. No, you're not like them. No, you don't do that. You live differently because you're a child of God. That's what we got to tell them. That's what we got to tell them. Moses warned the people not to tempt the Lord as the older generation had tempted the Lord. We tempt God when we openly and unbelievingly question his ability. Or we defy his authority by what we say and what we do. You don't realize that you are you are defying God when you don't do what God says. You don't realize what you're saying is, God, I don't need you when you don't do what God says. It's like God telling you what you need to do in order to stay safe. God's telling you what to do in order to live the life you need to live that's going to be prosperous. And you're telling, "I, I got this, God. I got this. How many of us are walking around telling God, I got this. I got this, God. You might not be saying it that way, but you're living your life under your thoughts, your intellect, your way of doing things. Listen, I've been around a long time. And the thing that drives me one of the craziest when I talk to Christians is when Christians just start saying, I feel. One of the things that drives me crazy is I just can't. One of the things that drives me crazy I just don't understand a Christian. I don't understand, I feel, and I can't. When Christians start talking like that, I just walk away. I keep my mouth shut. I don't, I don't have nothing else to say. Because what I realize you're doing is you're defying God. Because you're not thinking that God has the ability to help you. You're thinking that it was all up to you. When you start talking about you don't understand or you feel or you can't, what you're saying is God not going to help me so I can't. You're right you can't on your own. But if you go to God, God's going to help you. But because you're not even thinking about God, I can't. That's just not something I could do. People start making their faith. That's just not something I can do. I stop talking. Because it's like you telling me you're not a Christian. Because the Bible says I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And so the bottom line is, it's not because I have the ability. It's because I trust him. If we're going to make it to heaven, it's not because we made it to heaven. It's because he helped us to get to heaven. It's not because you can get to heaven. A matter of fact, where is heaven? Do you know where to go? All of us can say up up where up where you have no clue because I have no clue yeah we hear the, the the eloquent preachers the third heaven and this heaven okay where is that because I don't know but if I trust God if I keep following him if I keep living for him he will take me there because that's who know where it is <laughs> That's who know where heaven is and I can't get there without him because I don't know where it is and I don't have what it takes to get there. After the Lord delivered Israel from Egypt, the Lord deliberately led them through difficulties so he could teach them to trust him. Stop complaining about what's wrong. Stop complaining about why God don't do God is trying to teach you something. Sister Cole has been here for a few weeks and she's battling some things and I haven't heard her complain one time. Appointments get crossed up, stuff get not right. I haven't heard her complain because when you know you're in the hands of God, when you know God is your refuge and strength, When you know that God is your shield and your buckler, when you know the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When you know those things, you just sit back and say, what is it that I need to say other than I trust him? Nothing else to say. I trust him. He delivered them. Led them through some difficulties. Because here's the truth. When you get taken out of sin. When you reach for God. He brings you out of sin. He brings you out of a situation. Your heart and your mind. Is still corrupted by that situation. Because that's where you was for a long time. Even as a Christian, if you were dwelling in things that weren't good for you and you're, you know, you're struggling and whatever it is, you were doing it for a while. And so the day that God delivered you, it don't mean that it's out of you. That's where people get, 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 get messed up. People come to church and they feel the move of the Holy Ghost. They said, I want to give my life to God. They repent of their sins. They get baptized. They come out of water speaking in tongues. And you like, okay, you're born again. But now is when life starts and you don't see them no more because they thought that's all that that's required and they don't realize all of the mess that they was living in all the situations that they were dealing with it didn't go anywhere and they're going to need god to work those things out of their life god god saved them through being born again but now he has to teach them a way how to live for him and not go back to that old lifestyle and so if you're not careful You will find yourself going back to what you used to be because you won't let God teach you the ways of staying out of it. This is why coming to gather together in the church. This is why it's important because what you're doing is you're learning the way to live for God. You're learning a new life. New creature. When you're born again, you become a new creature old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You don't really know. So you're going to spend the rest of your born again life trying to learn this new life. This is why we come together. This is why the preaching go on. This is why we read our Bible. This is why we pray. This is why we seek the Lord and serve him because we have to learn this new life. Some of us, aren't living this new life we just we born again and then we just live in however we want we we went down in the water we repented we got baptized in jesus name we got the holy ghost and we just stopped there we we showing up in our bodies physically in the house of god but our minds are still in egypt Yep, we're showing up physically, but our mind is still in Egypt. God is trying to work those things out of you. You have to let him. You have to let him. You see how Sister, Sister Yvonne decided that God is speaking to her heart? She decided, I got to respond and go cry out to God. Those are the things that people need to begin to do in the church again that when God speaks to your heart, you don't care about what nobody else say. You don't care who's looking at you. You let God have his way and you cry out to him because you know, listen church, I want you to become mature and understand this. Just understand this, there's not a perfect one among us. And if you think that you gotta sit there and act like you all together, you're just deceiving yourself and looking crazy because I've been living for God long enough to know there's none of us in here that have it together. So why are you going to sit there and act like you got it together? You want not be fooling yourself? So when the Word of God comes, you need to respond to it and respond to Him. Because you don't have it together. None of us do. Including me. So when we sit back in the church, when we're hearing the Word... We're missing moments and opportunities for God to work things out of us. Church, I'm asking you today that when you hear the word of God and God is speaking to you, you gotta let God work the word into your life and work out the things out of your life. I know I've been had situation like Sister Cummings where God is speaking to me through the man of God and I did the same thing. I couldn't help myself but I was drawn to the front and I began to weep and lift my hands and cry out to God because I knew there were things in my life I need to work through and work out and on god can do it and when i heard the word of god i know i didn't talk to the preacher about nothing that was in my heart and when the preacher starts saying stuff that's in my heart unfortunately nowadays when the preacher starts saying stuff that's in your heart you get mad at the preacher you get you get an attitude when you hear god the, 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 the preacher start telling you about your situation you hear it coming and you start getting upset start getting mad because you know in your mind what you're saying the preacher don't understand he don't understand and then you start to compare your situation to his he all right look at him blah 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 when god is talking to you the worst thing you can do is when god is addressing you you say to god well what about him when god is talking to you respond to god Don't ask him what about her. Don't ask him what about him. God is trying to help you. Ask him about you. God gave Israel everything they needed. Everything they needed. But when he gave them everything they needed. They allowed it to get in their way. And become the main thing to them. Till they forget about him. This is why when you read the Old Testament. You will see a lot. Where the children of Israel. Go into bondage. God bring them out. Go into bondage. God bring them out. We're no different. (laughs) We're no different. We're still doing that today. We're still doing that today. But I don't want to keep doing that. I don't want to live my Christian life like that. God delivered me from something. I'm good. And then here I go, going back to something else. I don't want to live like that. I don't know about you. I don't want to live like that. And so I'm crying out to God just like anybody else that cry out to God that, no, you've got patterns in your life, situations in your life that, that just draw you back in and suck you back in. And you're trying your best to stay on the straight and narrow. You got to say, God, help me to stay on the straight and narrow and not get sucked back in by my past and by the things that are wrong. This is why God said we ought to love him. With our entire being, with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. Because when we love God that way, no matter what transpire around us, we will keep things going in the right direction. We ought to love God with our entire being that we can only be that that that, that can only be accomplished by us willing ourselves to do it. Hear me. I know we like to say when we say we love somebody, we need to feel fuzzy inside. We need to have that emotional connection when we say we love. But I'm here to tell you, love is, is is, is I can say love is a person. Don't get me started. If you want to get technical. The Bible says God is love. So if, I, if you want to get technical, love is a person. But 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 here here is the other thing about love. If you are going to say you love, it has nothing to do with emotion. It has something to do with commitment. That's what love has to do with more than anything else. It has to do with commitment more than it has to do with a feeling. So I'm here to tell you, somebody hear me, when you're not feeling your husband, when you're not feeling your wife, that has nothing to do with love. Don't let the devil deceive you and tell you, oh, you don't love him anymore. Oh, you don't love her anymore. Oh, no, you might not feel them right now. But guess what? Your love is based on commitment. You want me to give you a proof? Jesus committed his life to us. He says way back in Genesis that it was going to have to be a man to come to this world to rescue sinful world. Shed his blood. And no man was qualified in this world to do it. So God had to become man. And guess what? You know what he did? He had to leave out of his holy sacred throne Uh uh-huh, to come to this world? Why would he want to come to this filthy, nasty world? Who would want to come to this filthy, nasty world where there's sin and in his throne, the angels cry, holy, holy, holy. There is no sorrow. There is no pain. All is just, everything is just wonderful. Why would he want to leave that? Uh Uh-huh. Why would he want to leave that? Commitment. That's why he left that commitment, because he knew he told us he would be our God. That's responsibility. And with love comes commitment and responsibility, not your feelings. So when you ain't feeling it, I hear you. We all going to be like that because I think Jesus didn't feel us sometimes. You want proof? Matthew 26, 39. He didn't feel us right here. Matthew twenty six thirty nine and he went a little further and fell on his face, praying, saying, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. He wasn't feeling us. Yep. So if you want to go by feelings, you lost. You missed it. This is not feelings. This is commitment. That's what this is. When you say you love, you say, I I am committed. This is why there's a scripture that says love never fails. It's commitment. Will you sometimes feel the little mushy, warm feeling? Yes. But you won't always feel it. And when you don't feel it, it's okay. Just keep the commitment. Because that's what he did. And so he kept the commitment by saying, I ain't feeling it, Lord. Nevertheless, not as I will, because I'm not feeling it, but it's okay. Not as I will, but as you will. So if you want me to keep going, give me the strength to keep going, because I ain't feeling this. So when you ain't feeling somebody that you love or supposed to love, ask God to help you to keep going. Ask God to help you to keep going. You will make it. You will make it if God helps you go in. You'll make it. You know, it, it might take me to point that out, but it's not that hard. All of you that have children, sometimes you just want to destroy them. You just want to break their necks. But what did you do? You might have broken and put it back on. <laughs> but the bottom line is, you love them to death. And no matter how much you beat them, no matter how much you punish them, you still come back and take care of them. That's love. So don't trick yourself to think that you can only love your kids. We're supposed to love each other that way as well. And so as much as we get on each other's nerves, sometimes we even don't like each other. Guess what? You're still supposed to love me. I cannot like your ways and still love you. We owe that to each other. We owe love to each other. We don't have to see eye to eye. We don't have to like the way it looks. But we owe love to each other. Don't forget the Lord. God is love. I'm closing. I'm closing. The Lord tests our faith. Not just in great crises of life. But even more in small unexpected events. You might forget your wallet. You might forget your cell phone. Traffic might be bad. Those are all things that the Lord can be allowing to test what's in your heart. Because God don't want you to forget that he's in charge. He's in control. And when you start to get into a situation and you think that, oh, you got to work it out, you're forgetting that God is in charge. God is in control. Listen to me. What life does to us depends on what life finds in us. What life does to us depends on what life finds in us. So whatever is in your heart is how life can do you. So if your heart is corrupt, if your heart is filthy, if your heart is full of all the stuff that is wrong, when life come at you, guess what? You're going to experience some bad things. But guess what? If you have Christ in you, the hope of glory, if you got the Holy Ghost, for greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If Christ is in you, then when crises come, you will be able to overcome and handle them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'm done. Let's stand. An attitude of gratitude is a wonderful weapon against Unbelief, disobedience, a hard heart, and a bitter spirit. A bitter and critical spirit you better be careful of. When we don't love, we, when we don't have an attitude of gratitude, we allow a bitter spirit to come into our heart. And before you know it, you become bitter, you become critical, and you don't really realize that you're bitter and critical. We have to guard against that, and the way we guard against that is by having an attitude of gratitude. Has God been good to you? That's an attitude of gratitude. When people get on your nerves and do crazy things, you got to stop and say, but has God been good to me? And if God has been good to you, you overlook what they're doing, and you just keep loving them, because God has been good to me. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Instead of complaining about what we don't have, let's be thankful for what we do have because God always gives his best to those who leave the choice to him. When you let God give you what you need, he will give you the very best. You can't even give yourself better than what God can give to you. And oftentimes we're trying to give ourselves what we want. Instead of saying, God, you know I want me a car, but I want you to give that to me. God, you know I want me a different house. I want me a more functionable house. Now I'm getting personal. But only if you give it to me. Only if you, listen, I tell you this, my family know that and y'all that know me know, I think I do need a more functional house because I'm always entertaining. That's just what I like to do. I don't care. Everybody come. I'm just, let's just hang out and have a good time. So I just want functional space so we can all move around and have dinner, have conversation, hang out. That's just what I want. So I'm not even asking God for no house for me. If you don't want to give nothing more, give me something more fun. I'm okay. If you want me to just do it with what we got, got you, Lord. I'm good because everything we have, he gave it to us. So I'm thankful for everything he has given us. As a matter of fact, the way I know it's going to be him or not him, I say, God, they tell me these are things you learn as a preacher. They tell me that you need to not try to get a whole lot of bills and stuff when you pastor in a church. You don't want to put yourself in any sh- situation where you're overwhelmed by bills and so i keep saying to my wife unless the mortgage is going to be the same as this one it could be bigger nicer whatever but the mortgage got to be the same as this one that's the kind of stuff that's how i think because i'm not into all the stuff except for if god give it to me and if god give it to me i can afford it (laughs) they still on the pool they still on the pool i'm not even big on pool I can't remember last time I went to a pool. Only time I go to a pool, Brother Scarlett, when I baptize people in your pool. I can't remember last time I went to a pool. Oh, my goodness. We can't forget about the Lord. Church, he really wanted me to get this message through to you. We can't forget about the Lord. And showing up to church is not enough because we can show up and our heart and our mind can be someplace else. So in order for us to say we're not forgetting about him, we not only have to show up, but we have to participate. We not only have to show up, we got to serve God. We not only have to show up, but we got to live for God even when we're not in the house of God. In every way, acknowledge him that he might direct our path. We can't just, just go through the motions and taking him for granted and just living our life like all that we have. Well, that's just the way it's supposed to be. I don't believe this is the way it's supposed to be. I believe that whatever God is doing, that's the way it's supposed to be. And I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to live the way God wants me to live. Here is some evidence. When you start forgetting about the Lord, just in case, because I don't want you to leave here thinking you're not forgetting about him. When you are not showing up to church services, you're forgetting about the Lord. When you fail to have an attitude of gratitude and give God praise and adoration, you're forgetting about the Lord. When you fail to worship and serve God, you are forgetting about the Lord. When you fail to continue in his word. You're forgetting about the Lord. In Psalms 119 verse 11, the word of God says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. When the word is in your heart, you can't forget about him. Matthew 4 and 4 says, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. If every word that proceeds out of his mouth is in your heart and you live by those, you will not forget about him. We can't lose sight of the one who owes that the, the one we owe everything to because he was the one that gave us life and he's the one that's going to give us eternal life. But we have to live like it. We can't talk it. We can't, you know, try to act like it. We only deceiving ourselves when we listen, man, I can't tell you enough. I'm, I'm done. Don't 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 front as they like to say back in the day. Just stop fronting. Just do it. Let's not be deceived in thinking that we can we, we 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 you know we can have the air about us how we walk, how we talk, you know, how we dress when we come into the sanctuary that we got it together. Just take off the facade and the mask Cry out to God. Cry out to him. Don't cry out to me. Don't come to me and say, oh, pastor, blah, 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 blah. Cry out to the Lord. You know what I want you to come to me and say? Pastor, I've been crying out to the Lord and seeking him about getting my life right. And I haven't heard from him. And he hasn't direct come to me about that. But don't come to me with a situation and you haven't gone to the Lord. He's got the answer. You don't want to forget about him. I know I'm his servant, but I'm, that's all I am. He's got the whole thing in his hand. Go to him. Find out from him. Don't come in the house of God and just let the day pass. Oh, God help us. God help us. We, we need a change to take place in our life that we will not be the same again. It can't just be another service, another sermon we've heard. It can't just be just another time of coming together as the children of God. It gotta be this service. I gotta say, Lord, will you just change my life? Lord, will you just do something to get me on the right track? Lord, help me that I will not forget about you. Oh, somebody here, here from heaven today. And take the word of God. Let God do what he wants to do in your heart. Oh.
1: Oh God, help us
2: today. Will you use this time, this opportunity to seek the Lord? To say, God,
1: show me, show me your way directly. Oh. Oh, church today, seek God. Give Him your heart, give Him your mind, and give Him your soul. Oh, hallelujah. Help us, Jesus. God has been good to us. Let's not forget about Him. Let's not forget about the goodness of God. Oh, hallelujah. We don't need anything but Jesus. We only need Jesus. Oh. Jesus, you're enough. Oh, help us. Yes! Will you be content with Jesus? Will you trust him and know that he is enough and he can do and exceeding abundant, above whatever we can ask of him? Come on, worship the Lord before you leave. Love Jesus today. Let's just appreciate Him. An attitude of gratitude today. God has been good to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Will somebody surrender to Him today? Will somebody cry out to the Lord today? Will somebody repent of their sins? Oh, Oh,
2: to come in your presence today, Lord God. And oh my God, as we go from this place today, we're just asking, almighty God, that the word of God be engrafted in our heart and that change will come to us individually, collectively, that we will never be the same again, Lord. I pray that somebody, Lord God, will respond in obedience and faith today, that their life will be changed for all eternity, Lord God. We're grateful, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We pray your covering and plead the blood of Jesus. Jesus and the protection of the Lord upon each and every one of us until we come back together again, we will continue to give you the praise, the honor, the glory. We will not forget about you, Lord God, and we will walk in your purpose and obey your word. Father, have your way today, for we're grateful. We have a grateful attitude for all you've done, for all that you continue to do. You are Jehovah Jireh. The Lord Lord who provides and we bless your name in Jesus name we pray somebody go ahead and give them thanks today God bless you have a wonderful day
1: in Jesus name will you be my light when
0: I cannot see and when I can't take another step Lord will you carry me and when I've lost my fight Will you be my
1: strength? Will you set me a table in the presence of my enemies? I shall not want. I shall not want. Oh, my soul's got a shepherd in the valley, and I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not. Because my cup's running over, running over, and I shall not long. And I will lift my eyes to where my help comes from. And I won't be afraid of the shadow because I've seen the sun. No, I will not stop when the wake is hot. Because we're green on